This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Oh, 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 my microphone's wet. My daughter was just in here. I was letting her fake interview her and the microphone is wet. That's drooly mouth, little beautiful thing. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Today, we are going to pick the UFC Adelaide card. How do how does how do people? I know I don't have the the greatest of voice, but how do people listen to NPR? So he opened the door. I don't I don't know what NPR is, but I know ninety percent of them sound like that. Anyway, we are picking the UFC Adelaide card again. It is a great card. I know it's not. You know, it doesn't have Conor McGregor on it or anything like that. But it's a, it is a solid free TV card. It's one of the, I mean, I think there's maybe two or three. I could be wrong. But after December, Fox Sports is over. So this is a this is a, a big card for Fox Sports. One of their last ones. I think it's a solid card. I know I got some winners. There's some interesting lines here. Hopefully they don't move. There's some really interesting fights. Some fights that are tough to pick that I don't even think I have written down who I got picked yet. So maybe we'll talk it out together. But uh, it's in Australia. It's going to be... Uh, that's not an off. This is an off. Right? Crocodile Dundee. That's not an off. This is an off. You got a light, buddy? Yeah, sure, kid. And your wallet. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Okay, so Paul Hogan does it way better than I do, but you, you get the point. So let's jump right in. First fight of the night, we got Dasmir. Oh, God, there's going to be some names on here. I will not know how to pronounce. Dasmir Ismagalov. Fucking crushed it. Versus Alex Gorgies. Uh, Demir is 16 and 2. Alex is 7 and 0. Demir is a minus 3. Let me see if that's no, that's see, they got them all wrong here. Demir is a minus 425 favorite. Gorgies a plus 305. Um, I do not know much about Gorgies. Full disclosure, I think I looked at his record. I think it, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, he's never fought in the UFC, making UFC debut. Stand up guy, got some finishes. Um, and Demir is, I mean, he's got a title belt. The guys want a belt somewhere, folks. Um, he's also a stand up guy too. Has way more of a record. He's a huge favorite. When you get two stand up guys that are a huge favorite that that are both making the UFC debut, you really don't know where to lean. This is a really big line for a guy who's making his UFC debut. I've never seen either of these guys fight. Uh, I did not look any of them up on YouTube. But I mean, Demir's got the respect from Vegas. He's gonna have respect from me. I'm gonna pick him. Do not bet this fight because I think anything can go. I think anything can happen. You know what I mean? It's like Vegas. Anything? No, that's not. That's not the saying in Vegas, right? What? What is? Someone after they listen to this, message me what the saying anything goes. You know where, where that saying's at. Okay. Next up, we got Kita Nakamura, who's 33, nine and two. He's been around since fucking '98. Versus Salim Tosari, um, ten and two. Nakamura is a minus 195 favorite. He is against uh, Tamara, who or to Tonari. God, butchering it. Plus 155. 
Uh, Nakamura again, been around forever. Doesn't get finished. Tough, tough, tough as nails. Kind of a guy to finish. Um, but listen, he's an old dog. He's been around for a while. I was surprised he was the favorite in this. I think Salim is a solid, solid kid. I think he's got some good strikes. Um, I don't think he has the best competition on his record. I think he's going to rise up to the competition. I have Salim. That's an underdog pick. I like the value. Uh, you know, plus 155, that's almost two to one. Um, don't know if this is going to move all that much. I think this is, you know, this is early on the card. A lot of people, Nakamura is getting the respect because he's on a nice little win streak. He doesn't get finished. I think this is a good matchup for him. But something tells me that Salim can get this done. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident, in the, confident in the old sport. Next up, we got Kaikara France, who's 17-7 versus Elias Garcia, who is 6-1. Kaikara is minus 365. Garcia is a plus 255. I thought Kaikara should a... He was on the Ultimate Fighter 125, did not win. I think he was made to the corner of semifinals. I think he should have been brought into the UFC. I think he's that good. I think he's that talented. Um, they are fighting at lightweight? No, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Bantamweight. So Kai Carr went out for 125 to 135. Trains with my style Benner. He trained with Dan Hooker. They got that fucking camp in New Zealand right now that is crazy. Um, I don't know if he took this fight in late notice. I think it was it was fairly late. I think he got called up. I'm not really sure. Elias Garcia is, is, is a solid fighter as well. Um, I don't think he has the resume Kaikara does. Kaikara is a really good striker. Can stop most takedowns, but he's not like a world-class wrestler. Slow down a little bit in some of his fights if you really, really grapple him. I think there's a path to victory for Garcia in here. I really do. I just think Kaikar is coming out of that gym that's so hot right now. His stand-up is so clean. I think I think he's gonna he's gonna show out. And I mean, I know he's from New Zealand, but this is Australia. It's kind of the same thing a little bit. You know, if you're an Aussie and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, yeah, they're right next to each other, right? You know, huh? Right? Yeah. All right, next up we got, I'm flying through these, Mizuto Hirota, who's 18-9-2, versus Christo Gidarios. Gidarios? Christos. Hell of a name. Hell of a picture, too. He looks like a beefcake. He's 15-7. and seven. Um, uh, bu- 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 Where you at here? Where you at in the, the paper here? Sorry, I don't know the lines in front of me. Man, where they put this at? Oh, okay, right there. Hiroto is a plus 215 underdog. Uh, Christos is a minus 295 favorite. Um, I hate this line. I hate it. Hiroto's been around for a while. You know, he's the uh, the old dog here. There's two Japanese guys that are, have been around for a while that are on this card. I find that pretty interesting. Um, Christos hasn't really done much for me in the UFC. I mean, he's... he's I mean, he's fifteen and seven. Um, I, I know I've seen him fight, but I remember he's he's not the most memorable guy in the world. So he's, he's coming off a rear naked choke loss to Charles Oliveira. I do remember that fight. He has a win over Henderson Batista, and then uh, he has a split decision loss over Shamil Hassafat. I can't pronounce his name. Um, this line's crazy to me. If I'm being completely honest with you, uh, Christos. This is such a disrespecting line to the to the Japanese fellow here because Christos hasn't done anything to to warrant a, a minus two ninety five. Um, I'm picking Christos because I think Hirota just doesn't. I think he's a little too small. I think uh, Christos is going to bully him. He's a little beefy of a guy. I think he's got a good pace. I think he can wrestle a little bit. Um, I think he'll win by decision. But I'm not. I'm not touching with the two ten foot pole, twelve foot pole, fifteen foot pole. I'm not touching this goddamn fight. Um, well, that, see, there's some really weird fights here. I think there's some really good ones. There's some really good nines, and there's some really bad ones. I think you know Hirota might be priced a little high for my liking on the underdog pick. I mean, if you want to throw him there, I think he's getting disrespected a little bit. I was gonna. 
expect him at plus 180, but plus 215 I think is a little much going against a guy who really hasn't done anything. He's one and two in the UFC. So uh, there you go. Next up, we got Hilson Hayes. You do not pronounce the W. Hilson Hayes. He is 22-9 versus Ben Wynn, who's 17-7. and seven. Hilson Hayes is a plus 105 underdog, and Wynn is a minus 125 favorite. Uh, never been blown away by Ben Wynn. I know a lot of people like him. He's getting respect from Vegas here. Uh, you know, he's a solid guy, solid flyweight. I don't think he is... Uh, I don't know if they're going to carry him over to 135 or not. I think Hayes, Wilson Hayes, uh, Hilson, excuse me, if he can go out to 135, they keep him. Hayes, though, hasn't, you know, hasn't been looking on that dynamite ever since Henry Cejudo knocked him out. He's been really up and down. Hasn't fought in a while. Um... You know, this is a guy that fought for the world championship. This is a guy that's been in there with some of the best guys in the world at 125 and 135. Ben Wynn, young kid. A lot of people like him. A lot of people, you know, respect him a lot, respect his game. Um, I like Hayes this as the underdog. I think I would have I picked Wynn if he was the underdog. But since Hayes has that plus next to his name, I, I like it. I think Hayes could easily win this fight. I think it's going to come down to decision. I really think it's going to come down to how the judges scored. I don't think anybody's going to knock anybody out. I don't think Wynn's going to submit Hayes. I don't think Hayes is going to submit Wynn. Uh, it's going to come down to uh, the judges, essentially. Um, definitely a decision fight. Um, but I like Hilson Hayes as, a, as an underdog. I like that a lot. Next do up. We got Alexi Kochenko, who was 19 and 0 versus Yusin Okami, who's 33 or 35 and 11. That's three Japanese guys over here. I know Japan's on that side of the world. That's three Japanese guys over here. I wonder if they all if they're on the same camp. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to look that up, but you know, I don't have internet, so I don't know. Uh, Alexi Kochenko is uh, a Russian assassin. He uh, destroyed Tiago Alves in his last fight. Tiago Alves, you know, hung in there tough and the warrior that he is, and got but you got you know he got the dog shit kicked out of him the entire fight. Kuchenko, big striker, big powerful guy. He's 19 and 0. He's never lost. Yushin Okami, huge at 185. Have no idea how he's making one uh 170. I don't like that weight cut as an older guy cutting down to 170. I think there might be a little problem come weigh in day. Um Okami's a tough out for anybody though. Okami's a big, strong dude. Uh, he could grapple with Kachenko and, and really make this fight interesting. Um, the line is Kachenko is a 515 favorite, minus 515. And uh, Yushin is a, excuse me, Yushin Okami is, I made that up. He, okay. Kachenko is a minus 300, excuse me. And, and, uh, and uh, Yushin Okami is a plus 270. I mean, listen, you, you, you put an old dog in there. I mean, you know, they, they he can do something, right? I mean, I would never count on Okami. I just, I don't like this matchup. I think Kachenko is, is going to be a star. I think Kachenko is a, a guy at the welterweight division people are going to have to look out for. Um, I think this might be his coming out party if he really puts on, if he, if he just completely destroys Okami, I think that could look really good because Okami's been around forever. He's fought for the title. Was at 85? You know, I think, uh, I think this guy is the real deal. Uh, Kachenko, that is. Alexi. Next up, probably the, the the guy I'm looking forward to the most, Sadiq Yusuf nailed his fucking name too. Versus Suleiman Makatarian. Suleiman Suman is eight and zero. Sadiq Yusuf is seven and one. This is a huge line. Sadiq is minus five fifteen. That's who I misread before. Minus five fifteen, and Suman uh, uh, Suman is a plus. Was that three forty five? Uh, Suman was in the Ultimate Fighter. If you do not know, he's uh, from Australia. You know, he's a very, very good featherweight for Australian. Is um, but Sadiq is coming off 
the contender series where he fought a guy who I thought might have came home with the contract. Mike Davis, he fought a really tough guy in that contender series and looked great. Comes out of Team Lloyd Irvin, you know, trains with James Vick, trains with some killers out there. He was a three to one underdog in that fight against Mike Davis. A lot of people like Mike Davis. He had wrestling, he had boxing. Sadiq proved him all wrong, took some shots, gave some big shots, won an incredible fight. Looked good doing it. Big, thick, athletic, strong kid. Uh, Suman, not kind of the opposite you know he's not that big he's a little tall a little lanky has an incredible ground game he could snatch up a submission and get a huge upset here in his hometown home country whatever i don't know if he's from LA, but i just i'm all in on sadiq i think sadiq's you know he might be the future at featherweight i think he's he's gonna be up there i think he beats suman here and and devastating fashion gets a finish and he goes on and gets another solid win with a finish he's projecting to be top 10 guys he's fighting by by the end of next year he'll be fighting top five guys i think that's my my little prediction for him so i'm taking saduk big here um 515 is too heavy to bet man i I mean he's definitely my lock of the night yeah i think he's gonna crush but 515 is heavy for anybody that's just that's a heavy weight to carry i mean you're putting you know, half a grand down to make a hundred, you know, um, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't bet, um, throw him in a parlay. Maybe I do think he's going to be a solid choice for a parlay. If you just need, if you just need a guy in there, if you just need a body in there, you need a fight, a guaranteed fight. Cause you know, you got this, you know, you're listening to a podcast where the guy gives you all these, you know, underdog picks I'm talking about me. Um, but yeah, I like Sadiq big in that, uh, the line's pretty crazy to me though, but yeah, making his UFC debut. But I like Sadiq. Next up, you got Jim Crut. Crut or Crutes? I'm not really sure. I'll have to ask him. He is 8-0. He's fighting Paul Craig. He's 10-2. And, and the line is Crut is a minus 230 favorite against Paul Craig, who is a plus 190 underdog. Uh, Paul Craig is legendary. He was literally good to get cut from the UFC. He had a second left, and he slapped on a triangle on one. Um... Not overly impressed with Paul Craig. I think he's a strong guy. I think he's he's, he's got some decent uh, decent stand up. Um, his ground game, obviously, his work, his wrestling, his work. Jim Crutt, do not don't know anything about him. If I'm being honest with you, I've never seen a fight. This is I think his UFC debut. He's eight and zero. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, so he's on the contender series, and he won by knockout. Chris Birchler. Hmm, that was this year too. Why don't I remember this guy? Why don't I remember? So he's a stand-up guy. This could be a stand-up fight. Uh, I think Craig, if anybody's going to take it down next, besides Crut, uh, I got to ask him. Um, I like Crutness. I like him big in this. Uh, 230 is a little heavy for me for a guy making his UFC debut. And Paul Craig's got that weird mojo where he can come back and win any fucking second. But I like uh, I like Crutness, Crut, Crut, whatever. Next up, we have Jake Matthews, who is 14-3 and three versus Ant. Anthony Rocco Martin, who's 14 and 4. Now, if you're wondering who the fuck is Anthony Rocco Martin, I was thinking the same thing. He's Tony Martin. He fought he fought as Tony Martin for the longest of times. He's fought in the UFC, has some good wins. He's coming off a Ryan LaFlair win where he head kick punch knockout. He's got a win over Nakamura. He's got a split decision loss over uh Mercier. He's got a win over Cash, got a win over Alex Wright. I'm sitting there reading his I'm reading his his uh who he's fought and I go, this guy's fought like six UFC fights. How come I don't know a guy named Rocco in the UFC? And then it dawned on me, oh, this guy used to go by Tony Martin for some reason. He's going by Anthony Rocco Martin now. 
Uh, you know what? Cool. I mean, all cool guys change their name. I mean, Prince changes his name. P. Diddy changes his name every week. That fucking idiot Snoop Dogg changes his name. Uh, sure, it is what it is. Um, the line for this fight, before I get off topic here, is uh, Jake Matthews is a slight favorite at one minus one forty five, and Martin is a plus one twenty five. I think there's some value on Martin. I know Jake Matthews does really well in Australia. He's kind of the new Australian kid that people really you know want to get behind. I think Martin is is a good striker. I think Matthews is a good grappler. Um, I think Matthews has some has some good submission as well. This could be a competitive fight. Um, I ha- I think I'm gonna have Matthews go to win. I think I have Matthews winning it. I have Martin written down here, but again, I can fucking change the rules. And the more I think about it, I think Jake Matthews is an overall game. However, I do have a dollar sign written down next to Martin. I think he's a smart play. I think he's a smart bet. You're getting a nice little, you know, you you essentially double your money if you bet, you know, hundred bucks, one unit, whatever you want to do. I think that's a smart play here. Um, I think Tony Martin, excuse me, Anthony Rocco Martin. I think he's 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 a good guy. I think he's beaten some guys. He's been in there. Uh, Auburn Olivia Marcier is is no easy task. That guy is 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 tough to handle, and he lost a split decision. Jake Matthews, you know, he's had some up and downs at UFC, but I think he's a really, really, really talented kid. You're fighting in his home country. Uh, I'm gonna go with Matthews, but again, I think uh, there's some real value on on, on Anthony Martin here. Uh, next up, we got Mauricio Shogun Hua, 25 and 11 versus Tyson Pedro, who's seven and two. Shogun, who is a plus 300 underdog. Pedro is a 460, 400, minus 400 favorite. Um, I like Pedro a lot. I think Pedro is super athletic. Long, lean. He's big for the weight class. Um, coming off a loss, though, I believe, uh, to Ovens. He's a pretty big favorite in that Ovens fight. And he got uh, he got choked out. Yeah, he got arm locked. And, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, what is he in the UFC? He's, okay, so he's got, uh, okay, so he's. Three and two in the UFC. Okay, so he's he's got some wins. Um, you know, listen, Shogun. This is where we get back to like the Chuck thing. You know, it, it, is Shogun you know headed towards the Chuck area? Um, I don't think so. You know, he he's had some really ugly losses. I mean, his last fight against Anthony Smith, which didn't seem that long ago, got brutally knocked out in the cage with some elbows. Um, yeah, I don't like Shogun coming back. I just I'm, it's hard for me to pick. Tyson Pedro with the with the with, with the number next to his name, right? He's such a heavy favorite. I don't think he should be that big of a favorite. I think they're doing that because they you know they see the writing on the wall. Mauricio, I think this probably has to be his last. This is his final three fights. Maybe if he wins, maybe five left. But I think he's maybe got three fights left. I'm going with Pedro. I'm avoiding betting it because I I I really don't like the number next to either of the guy names. You can get a nice kickback on Mauricio Shogun. I just don't know if he's going to win. I think Tyson's going to be too big, too athletic, too strong. Uh, I think Tyson Pedro's going to win this fight. Next yep. Heavyweights, we got Mark Hunt, 13 and 13 and 1 versus Justin Willis, who's 7 and 1. This fight is almost dead fucking even. We got uh just we got one minus 130 for Mark Hunt, and we got Justin Willis at a plus 100. Um this is so this is the hardest fight to pick on the card. I love Mark Hunt. Um Justin Willis is is really good at coming forward. He's very athletic for his build. He has wrestling. I believe he trains at AKA. So he's got a, yeah, he trains at AKA. He's got a great camp. He's training with the best heavyweight in the world. Um he's a slight underdog, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Willis. Again, I'm changing my mind. I thought Mike Hunt, Mark Hunt might got it. I, I don't I just I you know Mark Hunt is 
you know, an older guy, and I just think Willis could put a pace on him that Mark Hunt's not ready for. Mark Hunt can knock anybody out. At any time of the fucking bite, he can knock you out, no matter how dog tired he is. He's been around for a long time. You know, he's he, you know, he's seen it all, he's done it all. Um, I'm a big Mark Hunt fan. However, I don't think he's really involved much with his striking. I think he's very you know, pot shotty because he knows he hit so hard. I don't think that's going to get it done against Willis. I think if Willis is in shape and he's had a good training camp, I think he's going to put a pace on, on Mark Hunt. I think he has more skills to win. I think he can take Mark Hunt down. I think he can, he's a little bit faster on the feet. I think he just has to watch for maybe an uppercut, maybe a right hand. Um, but if Justin Willis wins this fight, he needs to be marching forward. He needs to be taking the fight down. He needs to be busting Mark Hunt up. up. There's a lot of blueprints out there how to beat Mark Hunt. And there's a lot of blueprints how to lose the Mark Hunt, too. When you think you're safe, he comes out with a fucking jackhammer and, and puts you to sleep. So I like Willis. Um, for some reason, I was on Hunt all week. And then as I'm breaking down the fight in my head, I... I'm staring at it. It just was clear as day to me to pick Willis. He was a slight under. The line's going to move probably a little bit. I think uh, Willis will get some respect later on. All righty. The main events. Pretty good, huh? Bruce, I'm coming for your job. We have Junior Dos Santos, who is 19-5. He is a minus 160 favorite versus Tai Tuabasa, who's 10-0, plus 130. Um... I think Ty Tuabasa is the underdog in this fight because his last fight with Arlovsky, he didn't look so great. Arlovsky, listen, if you're if you're the next guy at heavyweight, if you're the next the kid that that, that wants to you know your number ranked number eleven in the world at heavyweight, if you know you're the, you're the next coming, if you want the shot the title, you want the Enganis, you want the Curtis Blades, you have to knock out Andre Arlovsky. You just have to, right? Or, you, know, you know, Andre's been around for a while. He's, he's a good benchmark. He's a good litmus test, I think, if you go in there. And, and Andre looked great in that fight. That was, that was the best Andre I've seen in a while. No knock on Andre. He pieced up Ty a lot. I mean, that was Ty had to suck up suck up a lot to win that fight. A lot of people thought Andre won the fight. So there's a little bit of controversy in that. I thought Ty won the fight. I thought he was a little more aggressive. I thought he had some big strikes. Took some big strikes, too. You know he's, he, but he needs to win those fights, right? His earlier fights in UFC, he's flying knees. He's very athletic for you know he's you know, a little chubbier in the waist. He's a little jiggly, you know, but uh, he's super athletic and he's big, big, powerful guy. Uh, Junior Santos has been around forever. He's uh, the slight favorite in this. I think they're paying him a lot of respect because of what Ty came off of. But Junior didn't come off of such a hot fight either. He fought. Uh, Blagojev in that main event in in, in uh, Boise, and it was put me to sleep. Literally, I fell asleep during it. So, um, just a guy that didn't want to engage. Ty's gonna engage, you know. Junior's been uh, Junior's very hittable. Um, I think Ty's obviously very explosive. I think he's gonna be more explosive than Junior. I think Junior's gonna have a little more power though in his hands. I think his boxing's cleaner. Um, I think Ty is, uh, you know, he, he's built right for this division. I think he can take a shot. Um, what, what is his height tied to Vasa? Let's see if they have it here. All right. So he's six, two. Okay. I thought he was a little shorter than that. So six, two Dos Santos about six, four, six, five. Um, obviously the reach will be on Dos Santos side. Dos Santos is really good moving back. He's really good countering, um, but he gets countered a lot as well. He gets clipped, uh, I, I, for, for whatever reason, he just hasn't seemed to be able to fix it yet. Um, this is a tough fight to pick too. Since it's the under, I'm going to go tie to Abasa. He's a, he's a, he's a plus one thirty under. I like the under in this fight. If it was reverse, I probably would go Dos Santos too. I think Dos Santos can win. I think he can win by knockout. I think if, I think Ty needs to clean up a lot and hopefully he did. He's a young kid. He's training in a pretty good camp down in Australia. The, the Australian and New Zealand guys are really 
putting things together. They're really starting to starting to find the rhythm out there. Some really great striking out there. They've always lacked wrestling. I think they're starting to get that cleaned up a little bit. Um, but I, I like Ty in this fight. I think Ty's going to be the next guy at uh, at heavyweight that could make some noise. I think the winner of this fight's going to fight Francis Agano. I think that's I think that's next for one of these guys. Win, uh, you know, win or lose, I think Dos Santos might get him next. But um, yeah, I like Ty Tuivasa. Um, I have it written down here as lock of the night, but again, as I'm verbalizing and as I'm talking to you guys, I really don't like that as my lock of the night. So my lock of the night is going to be Sadiq Yusuf. Obviously, I'm I'm all on Sadiq. I'm I'm a big Sadiq guy. My underdog lock of the night, oof, it's got to be Hilson Hayes. Hilson Hayes, because I mean, although that fight's going to come down to a fucking decision. I'm going to put money on Hayes to win that decision. Um, I don't think either of those guys can finish each other. I just, I'm not sold on Ben Wynn yet. Ben Wynn, if you're listening to this, which I know you are, make me a believer in you, bro. So Sadiq Lock, uh, you know what? That's not fair because I told you not to bet him, right? So let me give you a better lock, right? Um, Jim Crutt. No, nah, I don't know who Jim Crutt is. Okay. Lock in the night. If you want to bet five grand on Sadiq, I'm all for it. If that's your bankroll, if that's what you want to do, I think Sadiq's going to be the next big thing. I really do. I'm putting all my fucking chips behind him. But I did tell you not to bet. He's pretty high. Um, so on a betting standpoint, I'm going to give you another lock of the night, but the guy's also pretty high as well. It's going to be Alexi Achenko. He's minus 330 or 300. I think he's going to go up a little bit. Uh, let's see what his current one is. Okay, so he's at minus 340 now. Still pretty high. I think that's a little manageable though. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be cruising though. Kai Carr France, his lines moved a little bit. I think he's gonna cruise as well. But lock of the night, go Sadiq, go Hilson, go Alexi. Put all your money in that parlay. I guarantee it's gonna pay off for you. Um just you know, who needs to pay mortgage for a month, right? You know, the bank will understand. The loans want to stand, right? That's how America works. So that's it. You're listening to this. Hopefully, I win you some money. Um, holidays are over. Obviously, Christmas right around the corner. I will be, um, I mean, every weekend there's a UFC fight. I'll be in Chicago this weekend. So I will actually miss the Saturday card. I will obviously catch up on it and and uh, recap with you guys next week. Um, but enjoy the fights. Enjoy your weekend. And I will talk to you next week.